Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. Man, isn't there power in the name of Jesus? Praise God. I am excited about the Lord today, and I'm ready to preach. If you're ready for the word, shout, bring it on. Listen, we are just three Sundays now away from Resurrection Sunday. We're believing to touch over 15,000 people on Easter weekend. Who believes we can do it in the mighty name of Jesus? Because y'all know what? We got good news. Tell your neighbor, we got good news. I heard somebody say one time, the good news is getting better and better because the bad news is getting worse and worse. Hallelujah. But we've got good news, and, and I want you to prepare for the Lord to use you in this season. We're coming from 2 Kings chapter 22. Now, I'm going to warn you, I'm going to preach today. Come on. I didn't, ride, I didn't ride 16 hours in an airplane to just come hang out. I came to preach. Did anybody come to get a word today? We're looking at 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 8. You by live stream, thank you, precious, for joining us today. Verse 8. Then Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. So Shaphan the scribe went to the king, bringing the king word, saying, Your servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and delivered it into the hand of those who do the work, who oversee the house of the Lord. Then Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he tore his clothes. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam the son of Shapham, Akbar the son of Micaiah, Shapham the scribe, and Asiah the a servant of the king, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and all, for all of Judah, concerning the words of this book that he has found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. So Hilkiah the priest, Achaham, Akbar, Shaphan, Asiah, went to hold of the prophetess, the wife of Shulam, the son of Tikvah, the son of Harkas, keeper of the wardrobe. She dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter and they spoke with her. Then she said to them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity upon this place and upon all its inhabitants, all the words of the book which the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be aroused against this place shall not be quenched, but as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, in this manner you shall speak to him. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against the place and its inhabitants. 
that they would become a desolation and a curse. And you tore your clothes and you wept before me. I also have heard you, says the Lord. Surely I will gather you from your fathers and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace and your eyes shall not see the calamity which I shall bring on this place. So they brought back word to the king. How many of you are believing for a good word from the Lord? The Bible says here, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. I want to speak to you a few minutes along these lines. Truth that transforms. Who would admit that the truth has transformed your life? The truth of Jesus. Slip up your hands. Father, release anointing in this room. Release wisdom and knowledge and your word. Let us hear from you in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a great big praise. If you're ready for truth that transforms, you can be seated. While I was traveling and preaching recently in Malaysia, I came across this incredible text, y'all, here in 2 Kings chapter 22. And as I read it, I was absolutely transfixed by all that was going on here when this text was penned in the time of Judah. The king here is Josiah. Josiah is a good king, a boy king, who started reigning at the tender age of eight years old. He's really a miracle. He became king after his father, Ammon, had been assassinated. Ammon was most, uh, one of the most wicked kings in all the history of Judah. Ammon is so adulterous, and he led his people into such darkness that he is eventually assassinated. And here is where Josiah steps on the scene. He steps on the scene in the midst of an incredible broken situation, a nation that is in depravity, a nation that is struggling. And he survived. He made it miraculously. At eight years old, he connected to the priesthood. And finally, finally, he, he, he begins to shift things. He begins to turn things. And he leads his people back into the worship of, of our Lord and Savior, our King, God Almighty. They finally rid themselves of all this depravity. They rid themselves of the sickness of adultery that had plagued the land. And against all odds, Josiah, this boy king, led his people back to worshiping Jehovah. Now, it becomes really powerful when you define Josiah's name. Josiah's name means God has healed. And I'm wondering today, has God healed anybody in this room? Has he healed you from your past? Has he healed you from struggles, from disappointments, from issues? This boy here knew that he had lived through, he had survived what had killed so many others. And he knew that he was only there because of the faithfulness of Jehovah in his life. And in spite of where he came from, in spite of his family background, in spite of where he originated from, God had raised him up and healed him. And now God was healing his nation. And I believe that his nature matched his name. I believe 
believe he was grateful because God had healed him. And because of that, he had a right to be passionate about God. Because of what the Lord had done for him, he had a right to be passionate about the Lord. He was fired up about Jehovah. He was fired up about God. He never forgot his own story. And his own story caused him to bless the Lord. See, when you remember your own miracle story, it will keep you burning hot with Jehovah's fire. When you remember how good God has been to you and how far God has brought you, it will make you want to praise the Lord. See, things look bad for Josiah, but God had a plan. And I want to tell you today that no matter what things look like in your life, God has a plan. And this is why so many of you in your in this room are filled with so much praise and gratitude. This is why you remain on fire for Jehovah, because you can't forget that God has healed your world. Just like Josiah's name means God has healed me. I want to tell you, many of you can't forget how many times the Lord has brought you through. You know yourself what you've survived. You know what you've conquered. You know what you've been through and what you've made it through. And that's why I stand before you today and I tell you, don't be embarrassed over your praise. Oh, don't let anybody embarrass you over your shout. You have the right to shake the foundations with praise. When you remember where you've come from, when you remember what you've traversed, when you remember your own story, when you remember where God brought you from, there is something inside of you that says, I have to give the Lord praise. Maybe my neighbor can sit there. Maybe people around me don't feel inclined to give God glory. But when I look at my own story, maybe my mama didn't get it right. Maybe my daddy didn't get it right. Maybe I come from a bad situation. But where I come from is not relative to where I am because the Lord has brought me through and I have a right to praise him. Has God healed anybody's life? If so, why don't you shake the foundations with praise right now? Hallelujah. Josiah's name, every time he said his name, he said, God healed me. Josiah's name means Jehovah has healed or God has healed. And I know there are many people in this room, man, the Lord has brought you so far. You survived what a lot of people backslid over. Come on. What a lot, a lot of people gave up over. So here Josiah is. This time in this text, he's been reigning now for 18 years and he's 26 years old. And the devastation caused by his father is so prolific that they are still trying to rebuild and still trying to put things back together. And Josiah begins this endeavor, y'all. He wants to rebuild the temple. He wants to restore the temple. And the Bible said that they were so hungry for revival in the land that the workmen were so honest in their dealings that they did not even track the funds that were used for material and labor. The people were so honest that there was, there was such a desire for God to move that they trusted the men. They just gave them the money knowing the men would do the right things with the funds. And here they are. They began to rebuild and restore the temple. And they rid the temple of all the mess and all the idols. Because here's the truth. It was that way uh, all those thousands of years ago, and it's even that way today. Idols cannot remain in the house of the Lord. 
Some of y'all say, I've never seen an idol in the house of the Lord. Well, you better take a good look because we live with idols today in many churches, idols of pride, idols of ambition, idols of self-promotion, idols of discord, idols of greed, idols of denominationalism, idols of title seeking, idols of racism. And I want to tell you, revival's going to come when the church in America gets rid of her idols. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're letting on. We don't have room for idols in the church, honey. We got to get rid of the idols, but that's another message. I'm not going to stay right there, but that's a whole nother message. But I'm telling you, idols can't live in the house of the Lord if a church is going to be in revival. Now, in this story, Hilkiah the priest, while cleaning and searching through the temple, he finds a scroll. He finds the word of the Lord. They're trying to bring revival back to the nation. They're trying to restore the nation. And here this priest is, as he's cleaning out the temple and searching through the temple, he finds the word of the Lord. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what's going on here? The word of the Lord is hidden in the house of the Lord. It's been hidden for decades. It was lost. And I want to tell you today, we are on day dangerous ground when the word of God is hidden in the house of God. We're in a dilemma when the word of God is, is hidden in the house of the Lord. I'm afraid that we have a lot of churches, man, where they gather, and I'm not trying to be critical, but I am trying to be honest, where we gather and we have nice gatherings and nice facilities with nice people and great programs, but I want to tell you, it doesn't matter how great the program is, it doesn't matter how beautiful the facility is. It doesn't matter how good the singing is. It doesn't matter how nice the stained glass windows are. If the word of God is hidden in the house of God, ain't nobody going to get changed. Nobody's going to have their lives put back together because the ultimate draw of the church is not the building. It's not the facilities. It's not the preacher. It's not the programs. It is the word of God preached with the authority and anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm afraid we are living in a day when in many churches the word of God is hidden because pastors don't have the guts to stand up and reveal the truth and say this is the way, walk ye therein. Oh, I ain't playing with you, baby. I came all the way from Malaysia to tell you we ain't hiding the word today. We're on dangerous ground when the word of God is hidden in the house of God. They were in a dilemma. What was the dilemma, Pastor? They were oblivious to judgment that was coming their direction. No one knew because the word of God was hidden in the house of God. If that's not a picture of today, I know we don't like to talk much about sin anymore. Oh, y'all hang with me. We don't talk a lot about right and wrong. Pastors are afraid to address the reality of judgment that will come on those who are not washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm not trying to be hateful. I'm not trying to be divisive. But what we need are preachers that will have the gall and, 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 and the boldness to stand up and preach the word and not try to be popular. 
Listen, I love you, but I ain't your buddy. I'm not your pal. I'm not going to stand up here and try to tell you every Sunday that everything's cool when it's not cool. Sometimes I got to stand up here and be the Navi, the mouthpiece, the, the Old Testament mouthpiece of the Lord that tells you we have got to serve the Lord. We cannot hide the word of the Lord in the house of the Lord. What we need in America, Lord, help us. Give us some pastors and some bishops and some leaders and some evangelists who will stand up and preach the word and tell a nation judgment comes if sinners don't repent. But when sinners repent, the power of God is restored and revival can come to the land. How many of you want to go to church where the word is not hidden in the house of the Lord? Y'all still love me? I'm crazy about y'all. But I want to tell you something. Our duty is to find the word as preachers. If you want to be a preacher, be ready to find the word and preach the word. Just as Josiah repented and the nation was spared, so can this generation be spared. God, give us those preachers again. God, give us those ministers again who will find the word and preach the word. Don't hide the word, but preach the word. There's hope in the word. There's healing in the word. There's joy in the word. It'll at The word, man, you get full of the word, it'll set you free from crack cocaine. You get, you get full of the word, it'll change your life forever how many of you want the word let me tell you something some of y'all are in here we got red yellow black and white we got rich poor we got every kind of person in the room the truth is some of y'all are here today you didn't come because I'm a white pastor or a black pastor or a Hispanic pastor you came because you like the bread you came for the word. You come in this place because you know one thing about Jim Rayley, when he opens his mouth, he's gonna say something that comes from that book right there and that book changes my life. Somebody give God praise if you came for the word. Push your neighbor and say, I came for the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. The word needs to be found in the church. The word of God is powerful living. And everyone should find the word. But not only do we need the word in the church, we need the word in our lives. We need it in our homes, our hearts, in our every day. And I'm gonna tell you something, I make this covenant with you. I love you. Y'all are precious to me. And at Calvary, we won't hide the word. We're gonna preach the word. This is why we gotta bring the lost. The word will never be hidden here in Jesus' mighty name. Now it was the priest named Hilkiah who found the word and sent it to Josiah. He and his friends were tasked by Josiah for seeking the Lord and getting God's direction on how to respond and what to do. So they went to Holdah, the mighty prophetess of God. Holdah, the prophetess. And that's just a word for somebody in the room, the religious people who might be watching, who think that women can't be used by God. Oh, come on now. All you folks say, let them women be quiet. Let them hush their mouth. They don't need to say anything. The devil is a liar. They, they, listen, these men, they went to a woman and the woman gave them the word of the Lord. How many of y'all know a woman can straighten you out when she's heard the Lord? 
You say, Pastor, that's in the Old Testament. That's it. You know, in the New Testament, women got to be quiet. Listen, you don't you take a scripture out of context and, and, and say and, and judge a whole entire group of people. Let me tell you something. Study your Bible. Philip had two daughters and they prophesied. Study the New Testament. God used women one right after another. I'm, I'm off my notes now. I'm trying to tell somebody this. God can use a woman just as well as he can use a man. So, so these men go to this woman and she gives them a word from heaven. And I want to define the meanings of these men's name because these were the men that the Lord used to bring revival back to Judah. Now, Hilkiah's, Hilkiah's name, she's the high priest. It means my portion is Jehovah. His name implies I am, I'm in pursuit of God. His name declares here, man, my portion is Jehovah. David declares in Psalm 73, 26, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. David said, my strength fails, my heart fails, but as long as the Lord remains my portion, as long as I stay in pursuit of God, I'm gonna be all right. But he said, he said he's my portion forever, not just a little while. I'm not started with the Lord to quit on him. But I'm going to finish this journey serving the Lord. David said he's my portion forever. Let me tell you something. People may let you down. Folks will disappoint you. Situations and circumstances will cut you deep. Things don't turn out always like you thought they would. Even your family can wound you and hurt you. But as long as God is your portion, everything is going to be all right. Folks may come and go. There'll be people in your life you thought was going to last forever now they won't even text you back there were people you thought you would have in your life that would be on your side and now they talk about you like a dog but when it's all said and done none of those people were your portion forever I've got a portion forever and his name is the Lord God Almighty and when people walk out on me and when people disillusion me and when people disappoint me and when people mess me over and when people jack me up and when people talk about me, I've got a feeling everything is going to be all right because they never were my source anyway. I need somebody who still believes that the Lord is your portion. Give the Lord Jesus a praise right now. Huh. Folks come and folks go. Folks are with you one minute and not with you the next. But when the Lord is your portion, you're going to make it, honey. Hallelujah. He's worth pursuing. He's worth hanging on to. That's what it implies. Hilkiah's name means I'm after the Lord. But Hilkiah's name also means to divide oneself. See, truthfully, that's what living this book does for you concerning some people, some situations, some behaviors, some attitudes. When you decide to live the book, I said when you decide to live the book, it kind of divides you from attitudes. You can't act like everybody else acts. Preach, Pastor Rayleigh. 
You can't show yourself the way everybody else shows themselves because you are divided from certain attitudes. You are divided from certain behaviors. You are divided even from some people. Oh, preach. That doesn't mean you don't love them. It means you've just found freedom and you intend on staying free. That doesn't mean I think I'm better than you. It just means this. I'll hope for you. I'll pray for you. I'll invite you to church. I'll witness to you. I'll reach out to you, but make no mistake about it. I'm not going back to bondage just to be able to hang out with you because I work too hard and Jesus has done too much to deliver me for me to crawl back in that pit with you. I'm going to rise and walk out and know he that the sun sets free is free indeed. I love you, but I can't stay in bondage with you. Somebody give God praise if you're tracking with me today. Huh. We, we, we've, been, we've been divided. Sometimes we are different than others. That doesn't mean we don't love them. But I want you to look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. See, I'm not better than anybody, but I'm not living defeated. I'm not living defeated for anybody. Can I get a witness in this house? Are you not living defeated? I'm not living defeated for anybody. So I, I live this Bible out. I live this word out. And, and, and I divide myself by God's power from bondage, from sin, from old ways, from wrong relationships. Come on, somebody from destructive behavior. See, somewhere in the life of every believer, there will be a degree of separation. The theological word is sanctification. Oh, now. We don't hear much about sanctification anymore. It means set apart by God for special use. See, God has an agenda for everybody in this room. He wants to sanctify us because he wants to use us. And I want to tell you what I feel in my spirit. I feel like the Hilkiahs are arising. I feel like there are people who are saying, I want all of God. I want to follow God passionately and completely. I'm set apart for the Lord. But here's what I need you to do in this next season. I want you to invite others into the life of peace and joy that you have. I want you to let God use you this Easter. I, if God has healed your life, the same God that healed you can heal others. If you believe that, give the Lord a roar of praise right now. Now, the next one of those men's name was Ahikam. And Ahikam's name means my brother rises and it also implies to be fixed and established. So I want to ask you today, is there anybody in the room that has risen? Is there anybody in the room that maybe God has helped you rise out of addiction, rise out of the past, rise out of struggle, rise out of sin? If the Lord has helped you rise in any capacity, I want you to give him a praise right now. Oh, come on now. You hadn't always been to church on Sunday morning. Tell your neighbor, the Lord helped me rise. That's why I got to praise him on Sunday morning because you don't know what I come up out of. You don't know what I came through. You don't know the trouble that I have traversed. He has helped me rise. Oh, my God. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. He helped me rise. 
I've been depressed. I've been suicidal. I've been ready to give up. I've had every emotion you can imagine, but I ain't where I used to be because he helped me rise. Hallelujah. See, see here's the reality. He, he's, his name means to rise and then to be fixed and established. He didn't only raise me up, he fixed me. Has he fixed anybody here? This is so beautiful to me because I want to tell you that just as we have risen, we must do all within our power to make sure that our brothers and sisters rise up. These men discovered and found in the word of the Lord the power to rise. They found truth that transformed them. And that's the title of my message today, Truth That Transforms. And when they did, they went to work on behalf of all these people. Here's my real question to you. Have you found truth that transforms? Has the truth of God changed your life? When we find truth that transforms, we should reach out to others and to help our brothers and sisters rise. I want you to know if you invite people to this church, they will hear truth that transforms. If you invite them on Sunday morning, we will not hide the word on Easter Sunday. And I'm telling you, even before then, I want you to begin to invite people to church. I want to ask you, today has the word of God caused you to rise has the preached word of God ever changed you in a moment when you said in a service I'm asking you in this season reach out to others invite them to church give them the same opportunity now the next brother's name is a is a powerful name his name is Akbar and Akbar's name means a nibbling mouse it means one who eats and eats and eats and eats, one who devours. Now there's something to be said for being hungry. I can preach when the house is hungry. Seems like I preach better when the people in the house are hungry. I believe this encounter changed Akbar and I believe he became hungry for the truth. And in the name of Jesus, I release spiritual hunger in the house of God. I want you to get hungry for the things of the Lord. Not just to be superficial, not just to be religious, but I want to release a true spiritual hunger. I want to see that in this place. And I invite you to join me. I'm hungry for truth that transforms. I want all the hungry people to make a little noise in the room right now. At Calvary, we're hungry. At Calvary, we're different. This is why we worship, we witness, we pursue, pray, preach, reach, teach, prepare, build, expand, bind, loose, dance, shout, sing, fellowship, worship, weep, cry, pray. We do it because we're hungry. The Calvary culture has an ongoing, never-changing reality. We are hungry for the presence of God. We are hungry for the Word of God. We are hungry to win people. We are hungry to start campuses. We are hungry to defeat the agenda of the enemy. I'm hungry for the Lord. And let me tell you something. In the natural, hungry people act differently. I'm going to tell you all something. When I'm hungry, when I'm really hungry, I'm talking about in the natural. When I'm really hungry... I race people to the door at the restaurant. When I'm really hungry, I will see like a, a family of nine coming and I will tell them, you better hurry. They're going to get up in front of us and I... 
Y'all hush. Y'all know y'all done that too. I'm like racing them. And they racing me. And you're trying to be all nonchalant about it, but you're trying to beat them to the door. I see a family pulling up. I see them walking in the parking lot. There's like 12 of them. I pull up to the door. I say, get out, Donna. Get us a table real quick. We don't have to wait off them. Let me tell you what I'm believing. I'm believing there's coming a day when there will be so much hunger in this house that you race each other to get to your seat. How many of you want a hunger, an insatiable, unstoppable hunger for the Word of God, for the presence of God? Make a little noise in this room. I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And, and you know what else? One thing, I, I if I find a good place to eat, if I like you enough, I'm going to bring you with me one day. I'll invite you to come. Don't we do that, don't? When we find a real good place to eat, we'll say to our friends, why don't you come with us? We've got, we found a good place to eat. There's a place ooh, over in Lake Mary called Fred's Market. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's all like soul food, fried chicken, cornbread, collard greens. Oh, hallelujah. They got peach cobbler, glory to God. They got the fat back, hallelujah. And I hear it calling my name. But if I like you enough, I'll invite you because I found something good. I wonder if you got anything worth inviting people to. Do you got a church worth inviting people to? Do you got a Jesus worth inviting people to? Do you got an experience worth inviting people to? That's what I'm asking you to do. Get so hungry that you invite other people to come. This resurrection season, I'm asking you to get hungry for the lost to know Christ. Bring them to Calvary. We are serving a spiritual feast. Hallelujah. Help me feed the hungry. Then there was Shapham. Shapham's name, the origin means hidden treasure. And there is no greater treasure than the gospel of Jesus Christ. But for many, the treasure is hidden. And just as the word was hidden from the people of Judah, many don't have any clue in our area that every time we open the door in this house, there is treasure available. The treasure of God's presence, the treasure of God's word. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Take invite cards. Reach out on social media and online. Let's pack out every campus this Easter. There is treasure to be discovered at Calvary. How many of you believe that the gospel is treasure? Make a little noise if you believe there's truth that transforms in the house of the Lord. But Isaiah's name, Isaiah's name was another one that went and, and interceded on behalf of the people of Judah. Asiah's, Asiah's name means made by Jehovah. Now this is powerful to me. The Bible says in Psalms 103.3, it is he who made us, it is not we ourselves. And never fall into the trap of thinking that you made yourself, that you saved yourself, provided for yourself, delivered yourself, or blessed yourself. See, I'm only here because he made me what I am. You don't know my story and you don't really know where I've come from. But I'm only here today because he made me who I am. Tell your neighbor, I owe it all to Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise if he made you who you are. 
People see you today and they don't know the time that you could even hardly speak. You were so bound by fear. They don't know the times in your life that you were in trouble, that you struggled with addiction, that you struggled with insecurity. They don't understand what you what you dealt with. They don't understand the hurt and the pain and the and the hopelessness that you dealt with. They don't even know that in seasons you were jaded, you were bound, you were weak, you were confused, and you were tired. But the same God that, that raised Christ from the dead, raised you out of your mess, and he remade you. Has God remade anybody here? Can you look back in your life and say, God, you did it, and I give you all the praise. Here's what I've come to tell you. The same God that remade you can remake your friends. The same God that can re, that remade you can remake other lost people. So here's my instructions to you. Invite. Invite, 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 and then invite, 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 then invite. And then after you do that, invite some more. Invite again, invite your neighbor, invite your mama, invite your daddy, invite your friend, invite your enemy, invite. Because the same God that remade you can remake them. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout of praise. Bring them because we have truth that transforms. In these moments, I want to tell you, his truth has transformed my life. People see us where we are now. You know, they see us in church on Sunday morning. See you with your nice weave on. With your hair on, whoever hair it is. They don't understand your journey. One day, you heard truth that transformed your life. The Bible says in Psalms 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom, instruction, and understanding. I stand before you today and I'm a living witness that tr real truth will change your life. And I believe so much in the grace of the Lord, man. I, I'm telling you, without his grace, none of us can survive. But grace is extended. Grace is not an automatic. What does that mean? That means they that call upon the Lord they shall be saved. There's a lot of teaching now that they're trying to say that everybody's, all, you, everybody's already saved. You don't even have to preach to them. The whole world is saved. The devil is a liar. Because the Bible said he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Here's the truth. If you'll bring them on Resurrection Sunday, if you'll start bringing your friends to this church, my covenant with you is this.
we will give them truth that transforms. Do you believe that God can transform their lives? Listen to this. You say, well, pastor, how can I do it? Well, I, we've made up 25,000 cards. Could you imagine if you, if, if you give someone a card and that person finds the Lord because you gave them a card. If you give someone a card and their children wind up having a mom or a dad who's delivered because you gave them a card, would it be worth it? So I want you to stop by in the back and I want you to pick up some cards. We'll have people back there who will pass out some of those cards for me. Wave at me if you'll help me. Come on. You can, you can do a social media invite. You can visit Calvary's Facebook page and share Easter events. I've got on this cool button. Look at that. So when you're racing the family to the restaurant and you get there in front of them and you turn your name in, turn around and show them your button and say, I did beat you to the restaurant, but I want to invite you to my church. You say, Pastor, come on out, John. You say, Pastor, what if they don't come? Here's my question to you. What if they do? I could have people stand in this room right now who came on an Easter Sunday and their lives have been changed. And since that Resurrection Sunday, they've served the Lord every day of their lives since then. So everybody stand up, and I want you to sing this. Sing it, John. Lord, whatever you do. Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message.